Warning, it is the opinion of the Forestry Productions LLC and the Working Perspectives podcast that we should inform you that some of the language used in this recording could possibly be considered offensive. You have been warned, so if you decide to listen to the recording, then don't complain about the language. Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by N-Dub's favorite son, the one and only J-Dub Justin Richardson. And our guest today is the man, the myth, the mountain, Dave Raskop. J-Dub, are you ready? Bing bong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bing bong. Love it. If in case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can hang out with us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. And for the love of God, she's beating me to death with this. Just like and subscribe so my wife leaves me the hell alone for doing the show. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. Let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective by voice in societies. Working Perspectives. Exploring your day and how you get paid. Launching a new episode every Tuesday. Your day can transform while we inform with you. So Jalen Dub, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you about this guy. All right. So on the show today, we have the one, the dapper one, as he's known as the dapper Dave Raskop. So little history, little working perspectives podcast behind the scenes history, huh? A little bit, a little bit. Uh, Dave has been scheduled to be on the show twice before. We had some conflicts and we had to reschedule. No big deal. Contract disputes. Yeah, back in, yeah, contract disputes, you know, his agent's a real stickler, let me tell you. But um, back in the early days of the show, when my co-host was still Tom Byers, a.k.a. Shake, uh, we, he, him and Dave had, were in discussions of doing an offshoot show, not unlike the Weekend Pop-In and Low Life Podcasts, which are available now on all podcast platforms and YouTube. So, but Dave and shake tommy wanted to do a conspiracy theories show right <laughs> and honestly i'm tickled pink to get in we're going to be getting into a little bit of it tonight but yeah. david had some you know there have been some workings with some people to possibly be on the show and and you know some things could happen it didn't work out and i'll take the blame for it myself because i didn't make it happen but honestly super excited that we could get him back i'll tell you what there's some of these guys, one of these guys, and I think we're all going to find out that 
when you talk to him, right? Like you're like, okay, let's, let's go. Like, I want to talk with this guy. I want to have an in-depth discussion with this mahogany wood of a gentleman. Right. <laughs> so it's super happy he's here. Um, little backstory, two things. One, you guys can't see it on camera, but he's a dashingly handsome, good looking son of a bitch. He's recently dropped a ton of LBs and he's six foot 10 and a quarter. And you know, are you really? Uh, no, he's, it's, is that an exaggeration? All right. He's, uh, <laughs> I know he's, he's tall. I was like, holy shit, is he that I, tall? I think he's 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, like around that, right? That's fucking Jordan height. Yeah. yeah I would have made the league. Like, like most people probably tell him, I would have made the league if I was that tall. Oh, bro. Dude, I, I mean, we're probably going to get into it. But one of, like, being that tall, you're, you're probably asked to play every sport that was ever invented right yeah like i'm sure even cricket guys were like hey you want to fucking take a swing over here with some cricket you know like it, it's everything but uh but either way so one time we're playing pickup football and it was just like a four-on-four like a receivers game you know yeah and dave is i'm i was the second tallest guy there and i'm five foot ten and a quarter right so dave was just all he had to do was stand there and put a hand up right it's a bunch of five foot ten white guys we're not, yep. you know, I don't have a 36 inch vertical, so it's not happening, but <laughs> I was getting so frustrated with him that he could do it. That one time I was covering him on a play and we're running, you know, running the routes and I'm legit like punching him in the stomach. Right. And like elbowing him and pushing, like doing the wor- most pass interference ever. And he still caught the ball and I was <laughs> fuming <laughs> mad. Right. This big like old- puts his. Yeah, yeah, puts yeah. His hand on your head and just shoves you away. Like, That's no. exactly what it was. It's me there, like, give me the ball, and him just being <laughs> like, "All right, bub, one hand." Yeah, it's exactly what it was. But uh, so, but either way, then later that night we go out to a bar. I don't know if it's still there. Would you know Hat Tricks? Is Hat Tricks still there? Yeah, I spent a lot of time in Hat Tricks. I I haven't spent a lot of time. I've been there a few times. You know, nothing crazy. But we were in there and it's a gang of us. and We're all hanging out and we're leaving hat tricks, you know, after last call. And we've been there all night. I stole a pool cue, right, (laughs) from hat tricks. And we get we get to the car and it was Dave's car. Dave was driving and he hadn't been drinking. He was, you know, DD, designated driver. And we get to the car and I break the pool cue over the top of his car. (laughs) And, uh, you know, then I ended up sleeping on like one of our buddy's girlfriend's floor that night. It was just a weird, you know, you know, we <laughs> went it, we went in, into her, into her house through a fire escape or into her apartment through it, a fire through escape. Yeah. It was great. It, you know, total, total badass thing. But yeah, so either way, he's a very, very smart guy, very intelligent. He wears glasses. So obviously he's got a high IQ and <laughs> You know, I'm really happy that it, it did take a little bit, but we're able to get him on the show. Uh, unfortunately, Tommy's not here to, uh, you know, I mean, not unfortunately, he left. And I'm happy that Justin's here, you know, you know, fucking carrying the load. You know what I mean? But uh, either way, I'm happy he came on. Super excited he's here. You know, really tickled pink that he decided to bless us with his presence. But uh, Dave, <laughs> before we get started, I would just like yep. to ask. Have you seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody? And if yes, what do you think of that piece of shit movie? I have not seen it, and I fucking hate it. All right, and I asked the wrong question. The question I was going to say, was, you going back to that? Yeah. The, the question was Bohemian Rhapsody. The question was, it's supposed to be. I fucked up, but the question is supposed to be, how do you like your Cheetos, crunchy or puffed? 
Uh, crunchy every time. All right. See, Jada, you're everybody says crunchy. You're one of Cheetos one. crunchy. Uh, I'm I mean, a the only one boy. Could, if uh, cheese balls, man, but yeah, that's it. That's, that's why I say puff is because of cheese balls. Everybody, dude, that is you're legit. Probably we've asked this question what like six times, Justin, maybe. Yeah, and they're all, all crunchy, every, but everyone goes to cheese balls. Everyone goes to if, cheese balls. If yeah, if you're gonna do a puff, it's the cheese ball. Yeah. And if you're yeah. and otherwise, because there's only one brand of the crunchy, anyways, is uh Cheetos. Like yeah. no other like all the other hard ones are trash. You gotta get Cheeto brand. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind crunchy. a little Cheetos in a party mix, you know, throw it in a party mix. Yeah. Uh in a party mix, yeah. That's all that's mm. all generic and Dude. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By yeah. itself. It, it yeah, the not the knockoff Cheetos can't stand alone. But uh no, absolutely. Dude, no, absolutely not. I'll tell you what, I do love a good tub of party mix. Party mix is a good time. I will say that. Big fan yeah. of party mix. Big you know. So Dave, uh happy yes. to have you on the show, pal. How are you, brother? Dang, finally glad it worked out. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, yeah. Legit, yeah. you were booked, I believe, last March. So yeah. Thanks for yeah. thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you made it this far. Hey man, me too, pal. We're just gonna keep chugging. We're at this Absolutely. at time of recording. We're about to. We, I mean, at time of recording, we haven't aired our hundredth episode yet. But by the time this airs, we'll have aired over a hundred episodes. So, Jeez, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. Just we're doing, you know, doing our thing. But you were there. Absolutely. You, yeah, you wanted to be there early doors. You know what I mean? Absolutely, been, yeah, I want to be the early ones. Which been, episode? Yeah, you got to keep track. Did we record episode hundred already? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, son of a bitch. Why didn't you say something? We should have like danced or something. Well, so here's, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll have to, I mean, I could leave this in, but uh, if you want, <laughs> Justin, you can still be on episode 100 because it'll be recorded next Wednesday, December 15th, and then episode 100 airs December 17th. Oh, you're doing like a, oh, because the popping will end up being yeah. a hundredth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll be in on it. Okay, yeah, nice. It's good. I have a couple dirty. people coming back. I have Pete Party Boys coming back, right? Oh hell yeah! Obviously, Strong Stem will be there. I talked to Dirty D. She might pop in. <laughs> no pun intended. And then I talked to Shake. See if we get Shake on. So maybe we can man. fucking hook him in one time. Yeah, only. man, reel him in. One time only. You got to give it to him that he was there. You know, without him, the whole damn offer falls apart. I'll tell you that. So. But either way, enough smoking shakes, fat cock. Let's keep it moving. So <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today. Um, I do want to get into this before we get started. So, sure. Dave, are you good to talk about the conspiracy theory show and the idea behind that? Yeah, man. Uh, we uh, talked about just you know nothing too super serious and some of the lighthearted stuff. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, Comedy That's, first, as always. Comedy first, absolutely. Everybody loves good, some good alien talk. Maybe yeah. some, uh, yeah, Bigfoot type stuff. You know that sure. that end of the conspiracy uh, theory. Spectrum. Yeah, yeah. We're not we're not political warriors on this show. By yeah, no, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No. Bigfoot's not a Democrat or Republican. Right, right. He's a goddamn American. <laughs> absolutely, Green Party. Yeah, no, he. Yeah, uh, yeah no. You wanted to get in some like national treasure kind of ish, Nick Cage kind of stuff going on, maybe yeah. with some little aliens thrown in there kind of gimmick, sure. right? Some crops. Yeah, well, I've actually, all that. Uh, I don't know anything about those national treasure movies, but yeah, 
Oh, they're fire, yeah. Oh, they're so <laughs> good. Dude, the Freemasons? I'll have to check them out. You don't know the Freemasons? Yeah, they're good I, know, I, know, I know all about the Freemasons. Dude, you haven't seen National Treasure 1 or 2 with the Nicolas Cage? I mean, nah. Justin, I know your feelings on Sir Nicholas, but I'll tell you, it's good Cage. It's good Cage. You ever see, they're fun. Um, uh, yeah. Did you ever see Mandy? Mandy? I know. I've been meaning to. I want to see that. But Nicholas Cage. That's good Nicholas Cage. It's like that's, it's got animated parts in it. And it, it that's a movie. It's a chainsaw should, fight. She watched it. Where, regardless of Nicholas Cage, watch it. Mandy, it's great. What's it Mandy. on? Uh, oh, I don't know. I watched it on the a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. So it's been out for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not brand new. Right. I mean, I, 2019, 18. I have a subscription to almost everything except for I don't yeah, have yeah. Para, I don't have Paramount Plus, but I have pretty much everything else. So yeah, I, think I yeah. get everything besides Disney. Oh, bro, get on Disney so good. Mandalorian, oh, yeah. fucking forget about it. Plus, two, I have a kid, so fucking you throwing a yeah, little fucking absolutely. Frozen or it is nice to go back through the old uh, Disney's. You know what I watched with her the other day? The do you remember the cartoon Robin Hood? Where Robin I was Hood's just a fox? gonna say that's the so best good. animated movie. So good, there's, so good. There's a song and, uh, in that that gets so overlooked, and I looked it up, and Mumford and Son did a, a cover of it, and it's like uh, "Not in Nottingham" is the name of the song, where it's like "Every Town Has Its Ups and Downs." So good, just so good. What were you gonna say, Justin? Um, that movie, uh, "Emperor's New Groove." Is no. a, as a <laughs> sleeper. Great. Sleeper. The, um, the Hercules movie is it's not as good as the other two, but it is it's up there. It's the Hercules is good. James Wood like plays the devil. Oh, and so Danny good. DeVito plays a sidekick. <laughs> There's a little too much singing in it for me, but it's good. <laughs> Dude, DeVito is so good. I loved when he would say like, "Going to Thebes, stuff down." You know, <laughs> like fucking DeVito. You can't beat the DeVito. Dude, but even like, dude, I can't wait to show her Lion King, right? We lost like Lady and the Tramp. Fucking so, dude, even just like, like it amazes me how they got like the scores to those old movies. You know what I mean? Like the musical scores are like, it's all orchestra, right? It's incredible how they did that. I don't, yeah, I don't have children. I just rewatched Ratatouille not that long ago. That's a good (laughs) one. That movie's so good. That's a good one. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, nice. So, all right. But yeah, so Dave, are yeah. you are you cool? I want to start off. I do want to get into a little conspiracy talk, right? Cuz cool. I do yeah, I, I, I yeah, do I love it. I do <laughs> love it. So, what is a conspiracy that you like one of your faves? I'm big on I mean any it's the you know, aliens in general is probably what I spend sure. the most time on. We but all the know one you love that probing really, Yes, absolutely. Who Big doesn't? fan of the probe. Hey, <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. But, keep going. No, no. Okay. Uh, just of one thing specifically. Do you guys know anything about Skinwalker Ranch? Skinwalker uh, Ranch. Yeah. yeah no, I've seen the do, the doc. Yeah, the documentary is on who I think it's on Hulu. Yeah, I haven't Hulu. watched it though. My buddy has. Well, he's told me, and yeah, I've gotten a brief rundown of it. Shout it's out the Hunt son for the Skinwalker. Hulu. Yeah, go. Hunt for the Skinwalker on Hulu. Go ahead, yeah. Dave. Yeah, I mean, I think it's on Hulu. I don't forget what I watched it on. But okay. basically, Skinwalker Ranch is this ranch in Utah that okay. has every all the paranormal activity. UFOs, Bigfoots, uh, just creatures showing up, crazy people coming there, 
all on this ranch on uh, Native Mormons. American territory in Utah. Wow. So it's, and it's documented. There's books about it. Um, there's this guy, uh, Robert Bigelow, who, oh. um, who own, owns, what I think, Motel 6. Yeah. But he's big into uh, uh, spacecraft, like legit. Like he has a spacecraft company. It was on 60 Minutes talking about it and aliens and all that stuff. So and he funded it for years, the research there. Wow. So, I mean, this is a popular, like, you can find tons of stuff on it. The movie, po- tons of podcasts talk about it. There's Skinwalker book. Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch, man. It's, there's some, you know, everything on one, you know, three mile. I don't know how you define sizes of ranch at, ranches, actually. Right. Right. Yeah. We we'll say it's by leagues, right? Isn't that how they yeah. measured it back in the day? It's three leagues. Sure. It's yeah. Where the yeah. fuck that is. But, dude, that's, that's like, I mean, of course it would be in Utah, right? Come on. Yeah. That's the, the thing. One? Have you heard about the one where they're, they're in, like, a mine or, uh, and they, like, break through a wall? And behind that, they see these aliens walking around. They're gray, and they, they make eye contact with them. And on the other side, it's guys with machine guns, and they, they separated everyone in the mine, and they told them that's not what they saw. And the one guy had <laughs> heat burn on his chest, like, from Shit. the thing just held its hand out. And he said he started yeah. getting hot. And then they, like, shut down the mine and stuff. Like, there was some underground, yeah. like, lab that they had, like, stumbled upon. I forget because what documentary that's from. I would love like, my to thought on that the guards is, there. Yeah, I mean, if you think about this sort of stuff, if any of this is possible, I guess it, it's all possible, right? Yeah. I mean, if you've got interdimensional Bigfoot, why can't there be aliens in a mine? Right. Right. Yeah. Dude, I mean, a- alien life exists on this planet, and I'll tell you where it works. Fucking Applebee's. Tell you that right now. <laughs> if there is alien life on this planet, which I believe there is, they're working at Applebee's. Done all working. Margarita. I was going to say sitting at the bar right now. Probably. I mean, dude, probably both. It's probably like that bar in Spaceballs where the guy jumps out of John Hurt's stomach, you know? So it's just the whole thing. But yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, dude, I'm big on that. What else? You got another one besides Skinwalker? No, oh uh, yeah, I mean, plenty. Sure. Um, does jet fuel does jet fuel melt steel beams? <laughs> does it? The cla- one of the one of the classics. That's, nah. that's the nine eleven like conspiracy yeah. that like the jet that, fuel that, couldn't have melted the beams to collapse the building. Yeah. And oh. Tower Seven, how did that collapse? Or Building uh, yeah. Seven the, or whatever. Yeah, no, you're right. Tower Seven, Building Seven. It's just there's a lot to that one. It, it's that's one of the things that if you really like look at it, it's more of, it's less of a conspiracy, more of like, they just messed up. Yeah. It, it gets, yeah, it's like, yeah. like what's they so, dropped the ball. a lot of the stuff from that Fahrenheit 911 has been tr- proven not true. Like the, that whole story yeah. about the, um, the, there was like an insurance claim that was taken out like a month before right. and stuff like that was proven not that. to be true, but like the building was full of asbestos and it was deemed to be like, it had to be taken down. We could oh, get it. Wow. Yay. Yeah. Like you could talk about that forever. It's yeah. and they're yeah, like, it'd be, they'd have to take it apart floor by floor, and the, whoever owned it was like, it would cost three times what the building's worth to do that. Do that because of the asbestos. Yeah, yeah. to like safely do it in New York, and then it yeah. it collapsed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wonder who was their insurance provider. Like, is there like do major buildings now? Like, I know that they all have equipment breakdown coverage, but. Like, do you think like you're a major building now? I well, you know what? There is terrorist coverage, right? 
Like you yeah. can't get you can't get terrorist coverage. So like a you know coverage from a terrorist act where it has yeah. to be deemed like an act by foreign party against America. I've studied all of it. Got my PNC. No big deal. But <laughs> yeah. um, but I would sorry, say, I, mean, I would say every building has insurance of some sort because I mean planes have hit buildings before, True. not on purpose. True. Yeah, that one the, baseball yeah. player. Yeah, the little biplane. Yeah. Yeah. So like. I, I don't, I, but like that plane, the building collapse. I mean, it's got to be worth more than a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole I, building. My uh, <laughs> and the people inside and the yeah. inside. Yeah. And oh, and all the claims people. that are going to be made. Forget about it. You know. Mm-hmm. They're worried about like you know the windows on the third floor. Now it's like, well, fuck that, you know. But yeah, I'd but hate I, to be I've, the adjuster uh, on that job. I, I got a couple <laughs> other ones. Have you heard the uh, the JFK Junior still alive? Oh God, that, the QAnon stuff. Yeah, man, that's that's one of the ones that I I just I don't want to I don't look in I don't really pay attention to because it's just the dumbest people. I got some more dumb ones. Have you heard uh, Michelle Obama has a penis? Uh, no, that's not. There's like pictures online where they show her right. stuff. Like, look, it looks like she has a dick in this picture and a dick in this picture. Um, I mean, uh, she's got bigger guns than all of us. <laughs> tell you that. What um, the, like the uh, the what's adrenochrome? The where they they eat uh, uh yeah. Stuff. You believe in that one? <laughs> nah, I I don't. I certainly don't believe in it, but I do. I have heard. You heard it? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. Like that used to. That used to be less um political too like that's yeah, something that ties like, into like pizza gate and all that stuff but yeah. it's like in the basement then the proves that that uh, pizza shop didn't even have a basement right because like that comes from kind of like satanic panic type thought yeah uh so like that but that so like that's what's one of the thing that's the other thing about like the QAnon people they just steal part of like some of the dumbest things from all the other conspiracies and they wrap it up into one bigger dumb one <laughs> Wow. So like the JFK yeah. Jr. being alive and then coming back to be Trump's vice president is just so crazy to me. Just in the concept of like he's gonna do all this and be vice president, like he wouldn't be president. Like what? <laughs> he's like, look, you, I, you, you guys like, get not back. only am I alive, but yeah, I'm be, gonna be vice president. Yeah, being president was a real headache. So <laughs> yeah. I need to be dead for four more years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, the presidency, that job Junior, was killing me. Not uh, not JFK, JFK Jr., the his son who crashed the plane and, and passed away yeah. in the 90s. Oh there's, there's like a conspiracy that he's alive, that he didn't really die, and that he's gonna come back. JFK blown away. What else do I have to say? <laughs> so nice. Let's uh all right. So well, I don't want to get any politics on this show because that you know yeah, that, that gets down a weird tunnel, but then yeah, yeah. let's yeah. Not go there. But yeah, 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 if you haven't seen it, check out National Treasure One and Two. And a little side note to that, the chick in that movie sat behind me at the World Series when we played the Yankees in 09. So right there. Nice. The love interest, <laughs> the yeah, the bond chick. Yeah, uh, I don't know her name, but uh, okay, you know, yeah. hot pants, we'll call her. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, either way, so let's keep it moving. So got a lot of stuff to get into tonight, and it's going to be a good one. So our boy here, the dapperest of Dave Ravscobs, born and raised, land is free, home of the brave Landsdale, Pennsylvania. He's up more in Hatfield, right, Dave? Right? Yeah, it's, but I, I mean, I, I, was, I grew up in Morgandale, okay. and then I moved up to Hatfield. Um, yeah, I moved to Hatfield ninth or 10th grade. 
Nice. All right. So yeah. Just a, yeah, a couple miles up the road. Right. You're still Lansdale adjacent, land of the free home of the brave. So yeah. you did public school K through 12. Then you went to Montco, which stands for Montgomery County Community College for those not in the you know Philadelphia area. And for our international listeners, we do have international listeners, FYI. Um, so while you were there, you did. So like we said, you're a tall drink of water. You've been asked to play every sport that, uh, you know, that there ever was and there ever will be. And you tried a couple of them, but never took anything really seriously. But you kind of fell in love with golf, which everybody does. And you love shooting little hoops, shooting some hoops. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, the, the or, I, I got, uh, I'm not much for organization, so. Um, it's all, it's all conspiracy, those organizations. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I got better things to do than to be in practice after school. I need to get the hell out of that building, so. Yeah. Yeah, but like legit, you were asked to play every sport. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. People, I, I mean, I'm a big guy, man. I'm tall, big, and then people want me to play football, and handsome. so they realize that—that's eye of the beholder. <laughs> oh yeah, everyone would take that. Football, volleyball, baseball. I, I love. I wish I played volleyball, man. I love volleyball, dude. Volleyball that's something fun. that people have been saying. Like apparently, and I, I, I guess I never really played it in like a real setting you know yeah but apparently volleyball is like if you can play and like you got a decent team like it's a fucking time right yeah, like man. yeah i had a work team we had a work team at one of my last one of my jobs and it was fun we were the worst team in the league but at least i mean it was still organized enough where the games were fun and yeah yeah and yeah. It, and you were like crashing the net the whole time i assume or oh yeah i was just you know Spiking, <laughs> dominating the net. <laughs> You're yeah. spiking it into like Carol from accounting space. <laughs> yeah. You're like, fuck you, Carol. Bam. Yeah, man, dude. I'll tell you, that is one thing. We used to do like a work softball game every year, and I pitched at it. You know, through a couple, you know, a couple gems, pitching some gems at the game. But yeah, dude, that's a good time when you get to do like a work, like physical thing. You know, I was yeah. always a big fan. Show of off a little bit. Yeah, but. uh Nice. So, okay. So let's keep it moving. So when you're at school, right, you didn't play, like you didn't do anything organized, but you would play like backyard stuff and playground stuff. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. What was your sports of choice? Uh, I was, it was definitely basketball, man. We do, we would play tons at Morgandale and then uh, what's that? Morgandale's got Park. nice courts too. Yeah, it was nice. And then uh, what's the one? Parkside. Um, oh, North Willie. Yeah. Yeah, Lower Gwinnett. Yeah. So that's where I met a lot of people, a lot of, you know, uh, Scumley's brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, but a lot of people playing basketball there definitely would, you know, after school weekends, weeknights. Yeah. Yeah. They had big fun. lights. That, that court was nice. Absolutely. Yeah. You can yeah. get, you would get games there all the time. They had a big summer league too there, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i remember that so nice all right well let's keep it on keep it on down keep it on down the road so all right nice so then right now though you're doing a little gaffing you're doing a little gaffing going on what's yeah, going down yeah, yeah, yeah going to weather, shoot. What, what, uh, <laughs> I, the best i was what's ever your handicap? Was, uh, probably i was getting around high 80s oh years, years ago all right all right and then you know and then we're back to the mid mid to high nineties. Yeah, if I if, if I break a hundred, I'm hype. 
Yeah, man. That's how yeah. I felt the first time I broke 90. Yeah, I've been trying to break 100. We'll get there one day. Humble brag oh, there absolutely. a little bit. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, fucking A. But, dude, I'll tell you, golf for me, I just, I mean, you know, don't get me, don't get it twisted. I love whacking some balls just as much as the next guy. But I don't know, man. I just, you know, it hasn't, it hasn't won me over yet. Not to say that it won't, but it just hasn't. I remember as a kid, like I, my dad would take us golfing, and I remember I saw him break like three clubs one time. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, you know, he got after it a little bit. But nice, dude. I'll tell you this though, and I've talked to my brother about this, and like you know, as far as like concentrating on sports as like a kid, right? Like I did, fo- we did focus a lot of time to a couple sports and I really wish if I had to do it over again, I, if I would have focused all that time into golf instead oh of the other God. stuff, oh my God, it would have been like, dude, forget it. Right. Like, you know, it's golf or tennis. If they would have uh, shown me that when I was like six. No, I mean, here's the thing. Tennis about- is rough, bro. I'm nice at tennis. Here's the yeah. thing about golf though. <laughs> Golf, I think you need the most natural talent. Yeah, you have to have the gift. You have to be a little bag of ants. Yeah. Because you can practice and practice and practice to a certain level. Yeah. But you'll never get to it if you're not there. Where, like, you know, it's it's like, yeah, it's sorry. It's like, it's like darts developing a consistency, like being able to swing the golf club the same every time and with with ease, where other people struggle to like form a like a a swing. Other people just just step up and just have it, you know? Yeah. I, I, I would say I don't make the same swing twice in the same round. Yeah. Just, (laughs) yeah. just a shit show most of the time wow yeah but when i hit the ball i can hit it far that's that's what saves me sure sure you can put a little bambino on it you know absolutely yeah nice i'll tell you the key if you want to stop slicing and uh you know i've said this on the show before put a little chapstick a little bit of chapstick on the driver the head of the club no slice free there you go free advice i'm gonna try it out i'm gonna try it out you can't fucking whack it like a duck but if you just hit it, connect with it, right? And you yeah. don't like you don't have the clubs, you know, pointing this way or that way, that doesn't put any spin on the ball, and you just fucking shoot it, shoot it on down the road. I yeah, try that. I gotta remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, dude, it works. I'm telling you. So let's get into this a little bit. So when you're in school, you're going through school, you didn't really do any like did you do any like after school programs or anything like that? Or you're just like no. left left school, fucking went home, whacked it, played some video games, and then went to bed. Yeah, you <laughs> throwing some throwing some hoops in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whatever out, else yeah, you do during the day. I don't know. I, yeah, I wasn't not big in the uh organized North Penn activity. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't say I blame you. Can't say I blame yeah. you. Dude, it must like legit though, every day. They, they must have been like, hey, when are you going to come out for football? Huh? Hey, you big Absolutely. guy. Yeah. Yeah, so, I remember the, the coach was the security guard, and he saw me in the hallway one day. He's like, what the hell? Why aren't you on our team? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't like people hitting me. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can't, yeah. I mean, dude, you know. So, nice. All right. So, let's keep it moving. Um, I want to get into your job. So your first job here, we have you were a pizza cook at Donato's. So I don't know if they're still around, but they were a pizza. Were they a chain or was it just They were definitely a chain. No, it was a chain. But like, I I forget what their deal was, but it was supposed to be some sort of different type of pizza. I mean, it was a little bit different, but 
they just know. cut it differently. Right. And you know? I think they uh, had a, some sort of different sauce, maybe. I don't know. It wasn't very good. It got a lot of free pizza, though. Yeah. I'm trying to think, where was Donato's? Where was it? Uh, you know where uh, – what is that? Valley – not Valley Forge. 40 Foot and Allentown Road. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Donato's. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I knew I, mean, I remembered. I couldn't remember where it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was all right. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Just, it was fine. Yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. But you actually, you made all the pizzas? Like, did you slap out the dough? Yeah, no, those, uh, those were, uh, spoiler alert for the Donato's people, uh, <laughs> already frozen and, and ready for us. Oh, so all you do is sauce them and, and you know, cheese yeah, and toppings. and like, you know, you, they had a, a thing of, I, I was not very good at it. I was a very slow pizza maker, so <laughs> they put me, they put me on the phones and, that was not a very good phone answer. So. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you at this point? Like, like 14? 15. Yeah. Yeah. Like 14, 15. I had no interest in doing this. Yeah. Did you and... dive into any of the free food? Oh, of course. I mean, yeah. you work there on you work there on a Saturday night, you're coming home with minimum the one time I come with over 10, but at least a couple because people don't show up. <laughs> They make 10 pizzas. I, I literally got home and I had there went to I'm putting my it was it was probably the winter because I put on my parents' back porch and there was 12 pizza boxes there. <laughs> I'm just eating a slice or two a day for about a week. Dude, I mean, like, even at that age though, like if you're 15, I bet like do you remember like those kids that could polish off a whole pizza at lunch? You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like were I, mean, you I one, definitely was were you one of those days? Could you take down a whole pizza? I could tell you, I, I had some embarrassing, embarrassing eating stories. So, I mean, if you'd care to share, <laughs> well, no, didn't you, didn't someone challenge you to a nugget eating contest and you, and you put them in the ground? I, I buried them. McDonald's? Yeah. Wendy's. Uh, Wendy's nuggets. How, how, no, uh, no sauce, right? No sauce. So, so this guy, I, 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 I don't know if we can mention names. You can edit them out. It's unimportant. It, yeah. I know who it is. It was Wood. Yeah, Kevin Wood. Yeah. So, uh, I yeah. yeah. So Shout out Wood, fan off. of the show, listener of the show. Oh, for real? Yeah, what up? <laughs> uh, cool. <laughs> Everybody is. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, you know, for some reason, as 18 year olds, him talk, talking shit to me about how much we can eat is, you know, fighting words. Yeah. So, he challenged me to a, a nugget eating contest and he wanted us trying to make it as difficult as possible. So, he said, first, you eat 100 nuggets, no sauce, no drink. So, like 20 of us show up to the Wendy's on Valley that I was just talking about on Allentown and uh, 40 Foot. Yeah. And we each order 100 nuggets. And whoa, whoa, whoa. So, 20, we're sitting there. 20 kids order 100 nuggets. And we're just in there causing havoc. There was a cereal eating contest beforehand. Like literally, there's they went to the supermarket next door and bought cereal and milk and bowls and were having a cereal eating contest in the Wendy's while they're cooking <laughs> the nuggets. Who is this? I mean, <laughs> Wait, Wait, so you're gonna eat cereal and nuggets in the same day? No, no, I I, I didn't uh, eat there's, nuggets. I didn't okay. eat we have a different we have different events. So like the there time. was a bunch of like 10 people showed up for their the cereal eating contest. And then 10 people showed up for the Nuggets? No, we all came together, and then people decided to keep it going. Like, you know, yeah, we're yeah. going to have a warm-up, and it's going to be a cereal-eating contest. And people ate butter. It was a oh. whole thing inside the Wendy's. 
So wait, <laughs> but you both anticipate eating a hundred. So you you yeah. and the other guy buy a hundred stack each. Yeah. What's that? Do you remember so they, what it cost? Uh, I mean, it wasn't that much. I mean, when as far as I remember, Wendy's nuggets were five for a dollar for the longest yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is not. Yeah, it's only going to be like twenty bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like they just bring yeah. them out in the Your they bring them out terrible. in the metal trays. Yeah, yeah. So we're just sitting there, and you know. We start going, and then he tapped out around fifty. Yeah, and I had had seventy at that point, and Jesus. since he had quit, I stopped. I could have yeah. kept going. You I could have finished them. Yeah, I, I probably would have thrown up if I because I've been in a wing wing eating contest where I did throw up. Yeah, but that's a whole other thing. But uh, I could have <laughs> kept going, and I probably could have got to eighty five. <laughs> yeah, that tough though, huh? It's like. It wasn't that- no, <laughs> like no. the the sauce and like the sauce and the drink didn't affect. Oh, I if I had a drink, I'm doing. A, I could have gone 120. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what hurts you, right? Yeah, yeah. The sauce, the sauce is just extra, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You can live without the sauce. Did how did you? Are you just methodical, just throwing them down? Yeah. Just I'm just I'm just keep going. I get since he started struggling, so I'm just talking shit to him at this point. Yeah, just eating nuggets and you know basically make it and fun he's of just like oh yeah. yeah like the whole like oh my god Ugh. dude T- pete mccormick yeah. used to get uh like three triple cheeseburgers from oh wendy's but he gets them plain right just meat and cheese right oh he that's the just, way to go oh he that's was that's too, yeah that's all he was doing housing it i'm a meat but, cheese guy yeah he's uh yeah fan show listen to show best guy pete mccormick we love you but uh dude so wait you go to Wendy's, right? There's a group of you stunads, and I bet I know a handful of them, right? Oh, absolutely. And to go there, you guys are like, you know, junior, seniors in high school. So testosterone is raging. You're also a competitive teenager kind of thing. So yeah. you're like, you're like, look, we're not just going to eat. We're not just going to eat fucking nuggets here. All right. There's a grocery store next to us. Let's go get some <laughs> cereal. And right. So what? There's just who could eat the most bowls of cereal. Um, I don't forget. I mean, I think the two, yeah, because it wasn't me and this other dude. It was two other people. So they bought like the giant bo- boxes of store brand cereal, and the, I think it was supposed to be a race with milk. Okay. To eat all the cereal. <laughs> I think he just made a mess, really. Yeah. <laughs> some, Wendy's, some some Wendy's employee had to clean up a bunch of cereal that day for some reason. Oh, yeah, brutal. bringing in outside food. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? If you're, yeah, if you're a Wendy, if like. If you're the poor guy that's working at the Wendy's, like I, you have to be interested in what's going on, right? Like right. once you figure it out, you're like, okay, genuinely want to see someone do this, right? But then you're also like, I don't want to make a thousand nuggets, right? <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, I don't want to, yeah, yeah. yeah don't that, uh, vomit in the store. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, please, you know. Who's whoever's eating the sticks of butter? You can like go shove off, right? Go yeah. take a lap. <laughs> the poor fast food workers. When I figured out pickle races, just throwing two pickles against the window and watch them uh, race. Uh, <laughs> I was like eleven when I like a, I must have sold it in a cartoon or something. I was like Billy Madison. From, it was Billy Madison. Is that what it, yeah, from yeah. there on out, every time I was like, because I didn't even like the pickles either. <laughs> I think it was Billy Madison and Wayne's World. I think they both did it. But either or one of them did it. But either way, yeah. No, dude, it's uh, dude. I just, I mean, dude, back in the day, like, I guess until what was that one movie that came out where uh, Supersize Me, right? 
when that yeah, came yeah. out, that damaged the fast food industry so much, right? Like that one, people were like, okay, whoa, like what's, you know, this isn't good. Cause like, dude, we were eating it like Mickey D's all the time and Burger King and whatever. Like it was just like a normal thing. Now it's yeah, like, you know, absolutely. when you do fast food, it's like, oh no, oh no, what are we doing? We're taking our lives into our own hands. But, but- I mean, you know the way you feel after eating fast food. If you did it every Except day for, for three days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chick-fil-A is pure. But yeah. you know the way you feel after like one meal. If it was every meal. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 Dude, could you down. imagine eating a Big Mac every day? Like, no. Nope. Oh, so oh. sick of it. Dude, I like, I remember for a while, like me and my wife, when we were like, you know, like before we had a kid, like, you know, we'd be like, Hey, let's d- treat ourselves to some fast food. And every time, like, I'd be excited, like, God, I haven't had this in so long. And we'd go to like Wendy's or something. And they'd be like, God, I haven't had this so long. I'm going to get a milkshake and a burger and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then afterwards I'm like, this was just such a mistake. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Regret. Instantaneous. Oh, dude. Wow. I guess be that way later. sometimes too. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. I always am like, if I'm eating while I'm starving and then I yeah. get, so I take three bites. I'm like, oh, I didn't need this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude. There's been so many times like, cause I worked, you know, when bartending, you get out at like two, three in the morning, nothing's open. So you got it. Like you're living off of Wawa basically. And it's like, God, I don't want to eat this anymore, but you're like, all right, well, I guess I have to, you know? Yeah. And you're like, Oh, they came out with quesadillas, something different. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the life of a third shift worker, man. I worked third shift for many years, and you, you live. I'm not, I don't like to. I don't cook at home too often, and say so for three o'clock in the morning, I've had every Wawa concoction. Yeah, oh. the, uh, sourdough sandwiches. I was I was genuinely excited. That's how uh, hungry I was overnight. Sometimes. Oh, dude, when they started to introduce the cheesesteak, I was like, "Wow, they're doing cheesesteaks now! All right, all right, something new." you know and and i was like oh i remember having these at lunch at school great but yeah it was (laughs) no dude yeah there i'm with you i've literally done a million different mixes got all the sides from like the center and the mac and cheese on everything you know done it all done it all yeah and then eventually you're just like i give up i give up wawa you win but nice. So, all right. So let's keep moving. So after Donato's, yeah. Why did you leave? Did you get fired or did you leave? Uh, I don't remember getting fired. I think I just probably they're, didn't go in one day. They're like, look, it ain't working out, pal. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I didn't come to work one day and they didn't call me. So. Yeah, yeah. They're like, it's not us. It's you. All right. See you later. Yeah. So nice. So let's keep moving. So after Donato's then, right, you left there and you went to Sears and yeah, you, I was a cashier. Yeah, yeah. So you're a cashier at Sears. How long were you there for? Uh, all in all, I was probably at Sears for about two years, through senior year of high school to first year or two at Monco. Okay. And so, and it was just like you're a cashier kind of thing. Like, what were you doing? Yeah, I started off as a cashier. And then when I uh, started going to Monco and didn't have, you know, high school, I uh, switched to sales. So I was selling uh, fitness equipment. Ooh, how'd that go? You know, you can only sell so many treadmills. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Were you in yeah, hardware sold, at all? Yeah, I definitely sold some hardware, man. I know how to make paint. I, I don't know. I don't think I still know how to make paint, but I knew how to make paint. Sure. I knew way too much about uh, different uh, uh, lawnmower blades. Oh, so. <laughs> a lawnmower blades, Dave. That's what they called you. <laughs> Believe nice. it or not, that's something that goes away real quick when you stop thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lawnmower yeah, yeah. knowledge. Did you? So there's, I, I guess, I forget who was talking about it. Oh, Aaron and you, Justin. Aaron Rosenthal, former guest of the show, friend of the show. Uh, talked about like the hardware store smell, right? Yeah, like the old hardware store. Yeah, yeah. Did you get that at Sears at all, or no? Was it just no, like it was? Yeah, yeah it's just because it was just a section in a giant store. Sears legit had everything though, right? Like you could get a lawnmower, a pool table, a bicycle, three new suits, right? Tires, tires. <laughs> you, could, you could legit get everything at Sears. Yeah. One stop. One stop shop for it all, baby. Nice. So, okay. So you're doing sales there and stuff like that. You're there for a couple of years, kind of right after high school. Then you left there and then you went and you were, you, you sold mattresses, right? Yes, sir. I, uh, I made a brief attempt at selling cars. Did not work out. I believe I, uh, I, I had one, one whole day as a car salesman. Oh, wow. And, and they did not like me. So um, Dude, I'll tell you what, though, man. Like, I had to find the, a new job. Yeah, there's some car salesmen that'll like, that are like, you know, do like working hard, doing their thing, but it is tough to trust them, right? Like, cause I've even talked yeah. to car salesmen that are like, oh, no, you're, you're trying to trick. You're, you're trying to get it over on them. You're trying to, you know, do whatever. And I'm like, I, could, I don't think I could do that to like a single mom of three trying to buy a minivan. You know what I mean? Right. It's like yeah. work. I'm like that. But hey, man, more power to you. If you're making money, fucking make money. Do your thing. But yeah. so, yeah, the car salesman didn't work. So Sears salesman didn't work out. Car salesman didn't work out. So we're going to try <laughs> selling mattresses. Is that we're going to try selling mattresses? Yeah, that's basically it. I'm looking at uh, whatever was, however you found jobs in 2004, 2005. Uh, uh, Pony Express. Pony Express, <laughs> Smoke Signal. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah Monster.com. Yeah. So, <laughs> Craigslist. Ask Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So most were like friends. Did you have a buddy who worked at this mattress store? Did you just no, work in this it, random it mattress one, store? No, it was the early internet job sites, man. Oh, yeah. Monster, nice. whatever it was. And uh, it was called Mattress Giant. So I sold mattresses for about six months. Only in Mattress Giant. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, that's catchy. I, I still so remember some, too much about betting. Some Sealy's and some some Sealy's, Serta's, uh Simmons is the best. Has Tempur-Pedic Tempur ever come in? Tempur-Pedic's the best bed they make, man. I is used it? to uh, fall asleep on those at work quite frequently <laughs> you're just laying down and you're out yeah man you, you you sit in a store where nobody else comes in for five six hours and you lay down you sit down in one of these beds and pedics especially yeah good night yeah, memory film will get you yeah <laughs> people are laying on it they're like there's some lumps in here you're like yeah, yeah. That thing's been, i'm taking that for a couple of rides yeah what's, i'll what's wait for that for the floor model yeah. Why does this mattress smell like chicken nuggets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, dude? Didn't they sell mattresses at Sears too? Yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> so you had had some mattress knowledge from your former employer at Sears. Uh, yeah, I mean it was far enough in the store, apart in the store from the uh, treadmills that I didn't have too much <laughs> overlap. Yeah, nice. So okay, so then how long were you selling mattresses? How long did that last? Probably about six or seven months. Okay, and you had didn't something happen where like it, it was supposed to be commission, and then something happened where yours wasn't? Commissioned? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. When they hire their hiring program, they, I, I forget the exact terminology, but basically you get a certain amount of money um, guaranteed to you if you don't reach a commission goal. But then if you get the commission goal, that money goes back or something. Right. So like the first month I'm working at the store, I literally made no money. I made $300 uh, a week for 50 hours a week uh. because people just did not come into the store. Dude, so that was pre-smartphone too, right? So you're legit just sitting there twiddling your thumbs all day. I'm listening to a whatever version iPod, the one with the click wheel, iPod Bose sound off for ten hours a day. Yeah, and just reading a book. Really hoping somebody comes in. Yeah, just hoping. Actually, just waiting for my buddies to show up so I can talk to somebody for a little while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. So okay, but, yeah. So they, so you got like a set pay, but it, you know, if you if you didn't get any commission, then you got this set pay. So then what happened? Then, then they basically like uh, I said, I started. To, I talked to the one guy. I, mean, I was still like nineteen, twenty, so I'm living at my parents' house, like not the end of the world. I'm like, listen, I'm here 50 hours a week and I'm getting $6 an hour. We need to do something about this. Yeah. So I was like, like, two days later, he's like, all right, you're now making $500 a week and it's guaranteed no matter what. It doesn't matter what your commissions are. You get commission on top of it. So I'm like, sweet. I'm going to, you know, make some real money now. I mean, somebody eventually is going to come into this store. Yeah. I think the most commission I ever made on one check was about 150 bucks. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Stay mattress, please. Yeah, just sitting there. Everybody was, say, just I, if I wish I had a laptop. I mean, if it was 2021, I could have like at least taken a class or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You really could have got. I mean, you could have two jobs probably. Two you know? jobs, yeah. Can model too. Three jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So then, okay. So then you were at this store and then you went to another store, right? Another mattress store that was like far yeah, away. So, so they moved me to uh, uh, the one of the higher performing stores. And to, to, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's not, it's up uh, off 476 towards the main line. Um, Malvern? Not Malvern. Um, Media? Should I should have looked it up. Not media, oh, right, uh, right media, Winwood. No, not Westchester. Um, God, Marple, it's Marple Newtown, up or something. No, it's right, right before. Oh, Marion, Upper Marion, Upper Marion. Yeah, it might be Upper Moreland, Upper Moreland. Not Upper Moreland, whatever it is, but it's like some yuppie area. Yeah, and like there's supposed to be this, you know, great store, but now I'm driving an hour from Lansdale every day to oh. sell mattresses. Yeah. And I lost interest in it pretty quick. So, yeah. So, F uh, off on that. So then, F off that. Yeah. So, I decided you, I'm done with sales. Yeah. You told I actually them, did sell newspapers for three days. 
<laughs> I, so, I, if you ever if you ever got a call from the North Penn reporter in 2006 for about three days in March, it might have been me. Hey, all right, <laughs> there you go, the old North Penn reporter. Yeah, newspapers—that's a booming industry. So <laughs> yeah, really, caught, really caught on a the wave there. Yeah. So after they shipped you off to Bumblefuck to sell mattresses, you said, "All right, I'm done with this, you know, hijab." So. You left there and you started your first job in pharmaceuticals at an entry level position as a machine operator. So how did how did you get this job? Because this seems like you went from, you know, Donato's Pizza being a shitheel. You went from Sears being like, you know, a a dingleberry. Then you went to the mattresses being a stunad. Right. And now you're in you're you're you're, you know, rubbing elbows with big pharma working as a machine <laughs> operator, right? Like it just seems like, you, you know, did quite the jump. So what's, uh, what's going down in Chinatown? Yeah. So it was basically a complete 180. Um, I had left, left the mattresses and I basically, you know, 20 years old, I was barely going to Monco and my mom said, you either need to get a real job or you need to get the hell out. Get, yeah. Either need to get a real job, get out or commit to school. So I started searching around, found a job on uh, through a temp agency for, I really had no idea what it was going into the door. Yeah. So I just know that they had an interview, they talked to me, and they said, be at this place this day. And next thing you know it, I'm a, a tablet press operator for, I mean, it's cool if I say Teva. It's yeah. up to you. I don't care. Yeah, I don't, if you, you I don't, don't care. care. I mean, it's, it's, the, uh, <laughs> it's the biggest pharmaceutical company in the world, so. I mean, I but, think people have heard of them. I mean, I don't. It's so. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, as far the, as mentioning, it, you, the, like, there's nothing wrong with you. You didn't. You don't have a bad relationship with them, do you? Oh no, no, no. It's just I didn't so, know if you have any. There's no legal. There's problem. no legal precedent against it, unless no, you're lying. So we don't have a counter. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, cool. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it was uh, through it. They they were looking through temps, and basically, what they're the way they did it was this giant facility in Sellersville is they would just bring temps in. If you worked out, you, you could get hired permanently. If you didn't, they let you go. So yeah. like, temps would, you know, you'd come and go. Plenty of people just couldn't pick it up, didn't show up one day. Plenty of reasons to get yeah. rid of you in your, yeah. in your, your temp period. So you had basically three months to prove that you could do it. Yeah, that you'll show up and do the job, basically. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it, it, there, it, it is now I think of it as easy because I know how to do it, but learning it, I mean, it's a lot to do. I mean, you're disassembling and assembling dangerous machinery and you're operating it. I mean, you installing uh, dies, uh, punches, tooling, all that sort of stuff and running a machine that's going hundred RPM, making compressing tablets. It's, yeah. Yeah, looking back on it it's easy to me now but learning it was tough and it it was like a thinning out process yeah Yeah. plus too like you're a young kid right like right now and and like back then like you know they know you're a young kid you're trying to do your thing like you do need to earn your stripes because you're going to be getting 401k you're going to be getting medical and like you know you're going to get all these benefits so it's like hey if we're going to pay these fucking idiots they at least need to show up and know how to do the job understandable and it's yeah, the first like, I yeah, sorry. No, no, yeah, it's just the first real job. You gotta show up on time. You yeah. actually gotta like it's not one of those Absolutely. jobs where you show up 10 minutes late. Oh. Yeah. 
that's yeah. what I was about to say. Like I went from, you know, being a cashier at Sears with a bunch of other 18 year olds to these guys who are there working there, you know, they're adults with families and yeah, it's, you know, it's a real job, real job. Yeah. Nice. So you were there, right. And you're there, like you went, you went in as a machine operator, right. And yeah. you go in there. How does like, what's a day-to-day life of a machine operator? So like you said, like you're working on a, like, I guess, a, a tablet, a tablet, like a tablet compressing machine. So how sure. does that kind no, of work? Yeah, so can... This is the kind of like, you know, sorry to cut you off, but this is the kind of thing I love that we get to, to, to listen to on the show. So we've all taken medication, right? Some of us, even when we didn't need it, hey, you. And, <laughs> and, but we've all seen like pills and tablets and all these little things, right? And fucking whacking down and whatever. But where do they come from? Like, how do they get made? How is it pro- like, what is the whole deal, right? Like, it's something that sure. we've all been around forever, but we have no idea where it comes from and how it puts together. And that's something you're dealing with, right? So what was like the day in the life like for the machine yeah. operator, you know, the dapperest David Raskat? Yeah, because I remember like one of the first people that I talked to there, like I just walking around the place, I, I said to him, like, I just assumed this was all done by robots. And this was in 2006. So like, we're like, all right, so for me, i run a tablet press, your okay. standard pill that's we call it's called a tablet in the uh, pharmaceutical industry, but you know, okay. your standard pill, your Advil, your Tylenol to your, you know, your heart Aleve. medication, what Aleve, all of it. Um, it's, it comes from a tablet press. It's a rotary press. So it's, it's machine basically the size of a refrigerator and inside of the machine, there's a rotary press and there's upper and lower punches and there's dies. And what's happening on the machine is powder comes from a, a hopper and fills the die. And as it's rotating, sorry, I went over the camera. As it's rotating, right. the, the punches compress against each other, okay. but it's moving so fast and at such a force that it's hard enough to make a tablet. And that's, and that's, that's the basic operations of a tablet press. Wow. So depending on, depending on the size of the pill and the speed of the machine that changes how quickly or how much, how active you are inside of the room, you know, cause you have to do your testing on a certain interval. Um, you're refilling the hoppers, you're changing drums because um, at Teva they had giant bins yeah. filled with material. Yeah. When I went to a different company, I had to physically scoop the powder. Oh, Wow. So that's a, just a complete difference in the amount of manual labor that I was doing at different companies yeah. uh, running the same machinery. And then the, the job I'm at now, the, the, the people who are operating the machines, they're scooping powder too. So it just goes to show because Teva is, I mean, I Teva is the big, biggest pharmaceutical in the world. That's yeah. they, they're, they're generics, but they're gigantic. Yeah. Um, and the two company, the last company and the company I work for now are medium, small, and the company now is small. So they just don't have the facilities and the money, even though they're in, in relation to any other field, a giant company. I mean, the company I work for now is a hundred million dollar company. In yeah. pharma, that's tiny. Anywhere else, yeah. it's not. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. That is, but dude, pharma and in this area, people don't know, especially for you know, our out-of-town international listeners. In this area, it's a pharma, farm, a lot of industry and a lot of pharma. Like Bluebell is one of the biggest pharma places going. You know, it's pharma city up there. 
And dude, yeah. it's good. Like, tell you, it's good money. Sets up really nice. Good money. You know, yeah. like it's a, it is like it's a good it's a good profession to have, and it's a good place for people to work. And like, you know, it can give people like that don't have the best opportunity a chance to shine and really set up themselves and their families for a good life. You know, absolutely. Like, they do a lot of good. They do, you know. There yeah, is Montgomery a big... County's uh, sorry. Montgomery County is one of the wealthiest uh, counties in the country. Yeah, because of all hey. that Merck and yeah, yeah, it's Merck, J and J, yeah, and uh, all the way from you know Northern Jersey down through Maryland. It's just there's a tons of different companies and you know. I was talking. I went from making seven dollars an hour as a cashier to making fifteen dollars an hour as a machine operator as a temp. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. They take care yeah. of you. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the things that made you know, I, I'm doing this without a college degree. Yeah. So yeah. You, you can, can have, you have can anyone get, get in the right yeah. field. Yeah. And you can be taught on the job and learn. Absolutely. Yeah. There's Absolutely. a bunch there's a bunch of guys I know that were kind of shit shitted out even in high school and were still able to make it in pharma, like get they hadn't in there, was able to get a good job and set themselves up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a bad deal. I wonder if this too. So I didn't know this because, you know, people had talked about like moving places, especially now with like how working from home is and stuff. And people had talked about like moving down south, maybe like to the Carolinas or something along those lines. And someone had told me that, you know, one of the the drawbacks of moving down south is that the medical care isn't as good. Right. Like where we're at. And I think we take it for granted. We have Penn. We have Jefferson. We have Temple. And like, dude, CHOP, CHOP is the number one children's hospital in the world, right? Like, that's fucking yeah. nuts, you know? So like, we have all these like really good hospitals around us, even like Grandview and stuff like, you know, not major ones, but good enough, right? And like, you have all these major hospitals around us. And I wonder if like, that, because we have like big pharma is all over the place here. I wonder if that has something to do with it, but I'm not sure right like yeah you think they would go hand in hand you got the drugs and you got the hospitals what's going on yeah but yeah, yeah. yeah. temple's one of the top transplant uh hospitals in the world or in the world in the country mm. or at least in you know the eastern suburb like a lot of people come into for that's the only reason people come to temple yeah transplant usually nice and Penn just built a brand new, sorry, Penn just built a brand new, I don't know how much million, but huge uh, hospital right next to the old one, right next door to CHOP. It's a brand new building. It looks crazy. Oh, It's wow. nice looking. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. It's crazy too. Penn's in like University City. That's legit an island surrounded by shit. <laughs> yeah. <know>? It is <laughs> like Penn and then everything else around it. West yeah. Philly is, yeah. Yeah, there's Penn and Drexel, and then everything around it's like, God, God, you know, yeah, whatever. We won't get on that. So <laughs> nice. All right. So let's keep it moving then. So you would be at this job for a number of years, right, Dave? Yeah. So, like, I was at, I was there for, I was at Kevin to about two, told, well, I know when, till end of 2008, uh, financial crisis and all that, not all that stuff hit yeah. uh, Pharma too, because I was yeah. there. I was working overnights there at that point, and I would—I remember just going weeks without doing anything, just sitting there and punching in and waiting, and you know, pretending to re- review paperwork or read the same SOPs over and over again, really? hoping that they'd make that they'd make a batch. Yeah. So, like for about a month, I just didn't do anything, and then on one day they're like, "Yeah, well, we're gonna lay you off." And I was like, "I saw that coming." Wow. 
That's crazy. So like when, when the, you know, when the 2008, when it crashed, you really yeah. got hit. Wow. That's nuts. So you get laid off. Right. And right. What, what happens then? So I took a few months off. Um, and I, I was just looking for jobs and I found the one place that I was there for almost 10 years. And, uh, I got pretty lucky too, because I found them in middle of March and then they, for, I forget the exact reasons, but basically they drug it out to my actual starting till June 1st. So like I knew I had a job and I was just sitting there collecting unemployment being 21. Yeah. 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 So that was fun. And in the, 21, I, 22. And in this time is when you would move in with former co-host of the show and friend of the show, listener of the show, uh, Tommy Shake Byers and his Absolutely. brother. You would move into a house in Culpsville that had was it called glanville's right is that what you guys called it all right so we had a bait an unfinished basement and when we moved into this house tom had tom and a friend of ours had the idea of building a bar in the basement and i just so happened to have a lot of extra scrap wood through a for a unfinished product of project of mine in the in the past and so i uh gave them all this wood that had been sitting at my parents' house for like a year and a half. And they decided to try to build a bar inside the house. And the bar was called Glanville's because one <laughs> of them had a signed Doug Van- Glanville baseball card. I believe. <laughs> love, love it. Love it. What and, was uh, the, what was the project that you had all this excess lumber right. from? So at the end of high school, our plan was to build a box around uh, this guy's car as the senior prank. and the three of us who decided to try to do this were not the most uh skilled carpenters what what kind of car um, was it he had a normal sedan you know like an old was it a teacher or no 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 a a friend of ours the guy the guy who challenged me to the nugget eating contest oh all right so you so, had you got all this wood and you were going to do it like during school? Yeah. So we were going to, we were building the box in my parents' backyard. And uh, like I said, we we're not carpenters. So we hammered all this wood together, basically <laughs> just made a, like a, a thing, like a shell. So it was basically, you know, imagine one, two, three, four pieces of not great wood nailed together just nailed together yeah like uh what's it called like press board or something yeah yeah Par- like particle board particle board like but not that flimsy like a strong one whatever but we just nailed it all together and it rained one day and uh <laughs> the wood got soaked and it went about three inches into my parents uh lawn so that box was just in there in the yard for about three months. We're happy about that one. And then three years later, you would use the leftover wood to build a bar build a in bar. an unfinished basement when you're 21. Yes. Oh, that's the best. I love yeah. it. That is and the then, best. And then they shut our power off or shut our heat off. Oh, so shake on the show. Uh, and you can listen to this episode. It's available on all podcast platforms and YouTube at working for seconds podcast, but shake had told a story when he was living in this house that someone had a genius idea that they'd kick, they turned off your heat, which is illegal 
because you have squatters rights. Legally, they have to well, keep the heat on. But I think we ran out of oil. Oh, well, then that's your own fucking fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta fill the oil, bub. Yeah, but, we gotta uh, fill the oil. <laughs> but uh, he, but they said you guys were sick of losing all this this good heat from the dryer, right? This dryer, it's pumping out heat, and we're losing all this He's good heat, heat, right? So yeah, you you twisted the like the the, you know, <laughs> the exiting hose or whatever out of the back of the dryer, and instead of sending it outside, you then sent it inside oh. to trap all that good hot heat. <laughs> That's good for heat. That good for heat that coming out of the dryer yeah and then what uh you know then what happened after you turned the you know the exit valve of the dryer you know to get all that good hot air um well the way that some people tell you is that everything got soaked the way i remember it was a somebody showed up and was like what the hell are you idiots doing <laughs> and, and, and that someone was a female uh, yes, it was somebody's girlfriend at the time, and um, you know, but like, I, I mean, I'm, I, I, this was all me. I mean, I'm not going to blame anybody on this. I was like, I believe me. What do you want from me? I, this hot air coming out of here, I'm cold. Uh, this I legit, mean, like, I, I didn't I, think about the rest. I guarantee that there was five guys that walked in. There was like, that's fucking genius, right? And then yep. this one dude's girlfriend's just like, you guys are fucking morons and this place is going to be covered in mold, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and lint. It's right, lint and, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably oh. find a soccer too. Yeah. So, nice. So you're living and and was this your first time living away from home? Yes. And so, but it was, you know, it was a good three miles away from my parents' house. So you know, sure. we weren't exactly uh, yeah. on, on the frontier and <laughs> not just my parents house but their parents house as well we were all yeah. Lansdale Hatfield so yeah yeah everyone was a, just like a stone a, throw yeah a couple stone throws away but nice so you're you're laid off you're living at this house that doesn't have any heat because you received wait so if you didn't have any oil that means you had no hot water either yeah I mean as I said that's why I would go my parents weren't, weren't working <laughs> from home at the time <laughs> <laughs> So you just, just pop you know, in, grab a quick shower and a shave, and head on out, huh? Yeah, but two from two to four, no one's at the house. Shower, watch the TV, dude. When uh, when when I lived in in Maniunk, I lived at this house on Markle Street, four 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 Markle Street. I think you might even have been there, but I uh, definitely definitely there at least a couple times. Yeah, yeah. So we were there in, but from like I would say from. You know, I like we would not pay for on Markle Street. We wouldn't pay the hot water bill from I would, you know, God, it would have to be from March until maybe the following November. Right. Like we just, you know, we would go with cold water. And what I used to do is that I would because I had to get up early in the morning for work. So I'd wake up, I'd go downstairs, I'd put a tea kettle on. Right. <laughs> then I'd go upstairs right and then i'd shower right and the key is for all those listening if you don't have hot water the key is you got to be underneath the faucet as soon as like you turn on the water right because that's the warmest like the water is going to be because it's sitting in the pipes I'm telling you right now 
if you know it gets it gets pretty fucking <laughs> like i would i would cry i wouldn't there's no way Dude, I'm a baby like before. i'll tell you i got i got in decent shape because what i would do is like i'm like shadow boxing for like five minutes i'm doing like 100 push-ups like you know like all this stuff to before you jump in the shower because you want to get like your body kind of warmed yeah. up and then you jump in there and as soon as that water hits you it's <laughs> you know and uh yeah and then yeah oh yeah so then once the once you're once you're done like doing all that right you're um like you know i would go downstairs and i would get the tea kettle right and i'd come back up and i and i'd plug the sink and then i'd use the tea kettle to shave like the water from the tea kettle to shave and i'll tell you what not a bad move by old uncle maddie but yeah steamy shave yeah at least you have some warm water i thought you were gonna pour the tea i thought you're gonna let it cool yeah i try to figure out how you're gonna do that oh no dude dude it because like there'd be times where i'm like oh fuck this razor is like really really hot because the water i mean like the tea kettle would legit be like you know burn it up pretty good but uh yeah dude it's um no it's yeah it's uh brutal cold shower brutal but uh either way so you're living it's during the recession you've been laid off you're 21 you're living with a bunch of friends in like you know a, a bro's house we'll say you know you're at yeah. the bro house and hanging out in glanville's right and then you're doing your thing there right uh there'd be a couple times where you'd have to get rent right how uh you'd have to find an interesting way of getting rent what would you do then dave uh we there's Thankfully, not too many times, but more than once, we we tried our luck at Old Atlantic City. You know, sometimes if you get you got, you got a hundred bucks, you might get five hundred back on a roulette table. So right, right. I think we were one for two, maybe one for three. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> the old one for three. Love yeah, it. man. If we were, we'd be in the Hall of Fame if this was baseball, but not for uh, gambling no. to pay rent. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. Nice. Okay. So then eventually you would get a job, right? Yeah. So after, you know, so then you went to, so you would leave like that company after you got laid off, you were done there and you went to another pharma company. Is that right? Yeah. So okay. I just basically uh, found a new company, but it was doing the same job. Uh, machine operator for a tablet press. Uh, nice. The different pharmaceuticals who are making companies who are making similar products have very similar ways of operating you know yeah you you operate a tablet press the same way there's there's a bunch of different companies who make tablet presses but it's the same principle a rotary press with tooling and dies and yeah going fast and hard and compressing the tablets so um, story that's your autobiography brother going fast and hard compressing the fast and hard yeah that story of your life babe when but, I write a book. Yeah. You know, the book that will be written. But uh, nice. So you're back there. You're working for Big Pharma, right? You're hanging so, out. What was your shift? What hours? So at that company, I literally worked every every shift. Originally, I was 7, seven to 3 first shift. Okay. 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Then okay. I switched to uh, a second shift, which is 3 to 11. Yeah. Ooh, I've worked that. I've worked all three. Yeah. 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 Then I went back to the first shift, seven to three. And then I went to third shift, which is uh, 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. Dude, the worst. The absolute worst. Nope. Nope. I am am a third shift man. Really? If I could could work third shift when maintain my relationship, 
I would do it. What? You can in live without park. the sun? No, man. You live with the sun in the morning. I played so much golf the year I worked third shift. I would get done work at 7 a.m., get to the course by 8.30, be in bed by 2, wake up at 7 for work. <laughs> it's actually – I mean, look, the, the, the planet is peaceful when it's like you just get done work because I used to yeah. do the same thing. I would work 8 to 6, 8, 8 p.m. to okay. 6 a.m., yeah. and Oof. then I would uh, – you'd get hours. done. Yeah, I would work four days a week, four tens. And okay. uh, yeah. you, so like Thursday morning, you're done work until Sunday night. So you're like, all right, you know, your week starts, yeah. you get breakfast. And then, you know, you, you maybe go, yeah. you go to a shady bar in Narstown that's open really early. <laughs> and then uh, you see the weird people who drink before work too, while you're in there. Before work, yeah. <laughs> like they're going to work. There's a couple like hardscapers in there. And you're like, Phew, you're going to have a long day, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I, I was living in Maniac at the time. For most of my time at that company, I lived in Maniac for set six, seven years. And there would be a couple, there was the one bar under the train station that was open. You occasionally drive by it. Yeah, yeah but, you know, it's it's a it's a different thing drinking a beer, having a drink at, at nine a.m. and it not being like a, a problem, right? Yeah, like you get home. I, I would. I, I'm not a big after work drinker normally. I occasionally have some, but you know, I'm more of a having a couple, you know, out type drinker. But sometimes think, you just have to have a drink at nine o'clock in the morning. You know. Yeah, I think Peck Miller's was one of those places, right? in in roxborough but yeah no it's uh yeah dude i'll dude i don't know man the even like when i was bartending and i would be done at three in the morning four in the morning it still it would get to me you know like i don't know it eventually would like we had talked and and we had aaron rosenthal on the show uh you know and that episode's available on all podcast platforms and youtube at work inspectors podcast but uh he was on the show and he had said that he had developed like the third shift depression Right. I think it was right. like a shift mood disorder or something that he called it. Yeah. Where like you no, working, thing, but... yeah, working third shift, dude. It could like when you don't see the sun and you're, you know, yeah. you're moping at a job that you're not in love with, right. like you well, know, I, yeah. I get it. I it's get like it. days you... ch- go ahead. Like trying to no, make a relationship. You... Yeah, that's the yeah. issue. Yeah. Like if you can sleep when the sun's out. And like they said, I was single, single as anything at that time in my life. So Earth. like, Badass. there was no. <laughs> so like now I couldn't pull it off. But like, if you can sleep when the sun's out, and like you said, you you got to find something to do. You can't just go and sleep. But yeah, if you have like an activity, yeah, yeah, okay. So like, your saving grace was golf, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Cause yeah. That was like, you're getting your exercise, you're getting your, yeah, you're the first one out there. It's like really early in the morning. So it's beautiful. And there's a nice, a nice spring chill in the air. Yeah. Yeah. The birds are chirping. Oh, I bet they are. Those birds were always chirping at you when you were single, weren't they, babe? Uh, (laughs) Nice. So the, you would be, so were you a machine operator the whole time at this second, at this new pharma place? No, so eventually I got promoted to quality assurance. All right, um, which is basic. Um, that's more. It's more of an observational role as opposed to actually operating machinery. I'm more. I'm testing the product after the fact. I'm not, I don't have the responsibility to run the machine. I have the responsibility that the guy running machine person is, uh, you know, following all rules and the product is coming out as it's supposed to be. Yeah. 
so do they take that seriously the quality assurance right like because they could be in a big heap of shit if they're sending out something that's messed up right absolutely and it's not even the fact that if it's messed up that that jams come obviously things happen and there's recalls and procedures for all that stuff Sure, but yes. the stuff that really gets companies in trouble is then they lose control of their process. So like if you can't prove that you're doing things correctly, even if you are making good product, you can't prove it. Uh, so that's where the FDA, the FDA and their audits and inspections comes in. And that's why you have the, they are so strict about it and paperwork and documentation of all that is so important. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So then you're doing the quality assurance job here, right? And then yeah. everything's going well. You're you're having fun. You're doing your thing. Then you would eventually get laid off again, right? And it was yes. because the company was, you know, like where it was at was moving to another city. Is that what was going on? Yeah. So that's one thing that happened in pharma is companies purchase and buy and sell each other and move operations and close yeah. facilities. Yeah. And basically the company I was working for found a facility in Indiana and it was a brand new facility. It was much bigger with all new machinery and it's cheaper to pay people in Indiana. Sure. Sure. Than Northeast Philadelphia. So they, uh, it's that who's your hospitality, babe, you know? Yeah, they're gonna get it done so, so nice so you're doing so okay so you, then you get laid off right and how long yeah. ago was this this was so this was uh, end of 2018 beginning of 2019 oh wow so not too long ago all right no yeah so, so like i was at this company from 2009 till the end of 2008 18 okay yeah. so yeah. that so you spent a lot of good time there so you really developed like yeah so after you left there because they moved, right? Right yep. away. So like after that, you kind of took a little break and you you had your lady, right? Yes. And so you decided to do something that this is honestly like, it seems like a dream for everybody. But you did yeah. a little traveling. You hit the globe. Traveling, absolutely. I traveled the world. Well, maybe not for the world. Eastern Central Europe and uh, the Middle East. Um, so So, my fiance um and at in the beginning of 2018 she got a job in abu dhabi so she moved to abu dhabi and then we um doing what you know sorry uh, in the architectural (laughs) world okay all right she's a uh she's yeah she's a a zumba instructor in, in abu dhabi She's yeah. a freedom fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's freedom fighter. She's bringing the she's, fight. To she's them. an oil tycoon. That's what she's doing over there. <laughs> oil man. No. Okay. So, sorry. What was yeah. she doing over there, Dave? So, so she was in architectural field, industry, whatever it's called. Okay. Nice. So she's so a plenty genius. Of buildings. Yeah, yeah. The smartest person I've ever met. Uh, I'm sitting right here, Dave. Right here. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Second smartest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Still- yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I'm the second smartest you're saying. Real nice. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So either um, way, you're so she's working in Abu Dhabi as the yeah, as a local United Arab Emirates. In the United Arab Emirates and she's she's in architecture and yeah. she somehow falls for your big ass and is yeah, like, "Hey, let, why don't you swing on over here and throw on a hijab and let's go have some fun." So, what uh Not quite those exact words. Did you ever hear the joke? 
<laughs> what is a uh, what is the Muslim bo- Muslim boxer's favorite punch? <laughs> hey, jab. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, pretty dumb. I heard it on. Shout out, bro code, fan of the show, listener of the show. Great hey, follow. Great follow. So either way. So all right. So you head over there. That's a uh, that's crazy. Um, was she? It's did she have like family over there? No. Nah, so she just um, like she's a big tra- traveler in general, and like she's always traveled as long as we've known. Like we were dating for like, a few years at that point, and like we traveled together a little bit while you know we were together. But um, like I always knew this was a possibility in the relationship too that she would take a job abroad. Yeah. So like uh, when I yeah, when I got laid abroad. off, got laid off, it just worked out. So I was like, January of the next year, I just flew out and, and chilled there for six weeks. That's awesome. Yeah, because I got a decent amount of money for my severance from my former former company. Yeah, like, that's a goddamn liter cola. How long's that? Uh, yeah, how long's that flight? Ooh, uh, so I flew to question. Istanbul, yeah. which is. Baby. Istanbul is about 11 hours. I think it was another yeah. six to Abu Dhabi. But what? at that point, I was so, I was so like just out of it because I sat in the Istanbul airport for five or six hours. Oh, by yourself? By myself, just chilling. Dude, I'll tell you, I've been in the Istanbul airport. And, uh, you know, I told you this during the pre-show and I almost got stranded there. And I'm a God-fearing American, and I wouldn't let that happen to me or any other God-fearing Americans. And it was, I was on the way back from Albania, and, you know, we would we had done Turkish Airlines, which is, shout out Turkish Airlines, fan of the show, listen to the yeah. show. But, uh, <laughs> shout, yeah, shout out Turkish Airlines. But either way, I'll did the same thing, point. went JFK to Istanbul, and then Istanbul to Tirana, which is the capital of Albania. And then we're on this way back, we're doing the same thing. So we're going from Albania to Istanbul, right? which is only, it's a puddle jump. It's only like, you know, a freaking hour and a half, right? And then uh, after that hour and a half, like the, we, the way we'd set it up is that the connecting flight from Istanbul to JFK, it was supposed to be like, it's like, you know, it was a three hour gap, right? Yeah. So we got there thinking like we have plenty of time, right? And we're going through check-in and the processing and everything and it takes forever and it's a whole thing and, it, you know, it is what it is. And we're looking at the TV and we see JFK and like the gate, right? JFK flight, whatever, and the gate. And then next to it, there's writing and it and it's in Turkish, but it's red. So I'm like, that's not a good fucking sign, right? <laughs> so I'm like, and, I, and it's me and my wife and my in-laws, and like, well, my mother-in-law and father-in-law. And I'm like, we got to keep moving. Like, we got to go. Like, we got to keep hustling, Right. So we keep getting closer, like we're moving and like, it's a really, really big airport, like where we came in and where our flight was taking off, it had to be like a half a mile away, you know, like it was really far. So like we're going and I see a TV that's English, right? And it's, you know, our flight and our gate and it's final call, last call. And I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, I'm like, give me one of the bags. So I just grab one of the bags and I just start running and I like, I'm taking off. I'm like, I'm not getting fucking stranded in Turkey. Right. Like, you know, so I'm running, running, running. I get to the gate and they're like about to close up. I'm like, no, I'm American. And I'm like, there are other Americans and we're getting on this plane and I'm not getting stuck in, in Turkey. Right. So we eventually like they put us through. Here's something weird. Dave, did you have this? Is that when they pad you down, there's two separate lines for men, one for men and one for women. 
right? Like they don't have right. like you like the men have to go yeah. to one side, women have to go to the other. Yeah. I didn't know that. But so either way, yeah, yeah, we ended up, you know, ended up making the flight, making it back, you know, watched uh at, at that point, I think I don't know. I watched like the Avengers uh Infinity War like six times. So fucking good. <laughs> but either way, yeah. So that's uh that's what was going down in Chinatown with yeah. me. But yeah, so uh okay. So you had flown to Istanbul, stuck there five hours, then you get another whatever. So it almost takes your whole day to get to Abu Dhabi. And yes. what did you think? How did you like it? How did it go? What was the experience? Cool. I, I, had, a, I had a great time there. Um, like, to be honest with you, there was no, and it's pretty much, it, it's set up this way for the expats and their visitors. You know, I did basically what I would want or what I could do in any other major city in the world in america like i did i wasn't working my fiance was working so like during the day i just walked around walked around abu dhabi got out and just walked did they have Um, like is it very like tourist friendly yeah like there i mean and it's and like abu dhabi dubai it's it's filled with foreigners oh really okay so like it's all people who work for these foreign international companies working in Abu Dhabi, Dubai, who live here too. Yeah. So like there's definitely like classes. You know who's a you know yeah. I, I I don't know what to call them, low low wage worker yeah. versus who anywhere anywhere else. Like yeah. from her balcony, I'm just looking out at this parking lot, and it wasn't you know. Her apartment was a, probably for Abu Dhabi, a low end apartment. But, but anywhere like, else, it's it, like pretty nice. Yeah, it's a you know decent sized uh, studio apartment yeah. with you know on the tenth floor with a balcony. It was a but yeah. for for Abu Dhabi. So you just there's overlooking this. I don't even know what it was, but this parking lot and in the parking lot there's seventeen. Lamborghini or maybe not Lamborghinis, but you know, Mercedes, Audis, yeah, Porsche. Ferraris, yeah, all that. Just whereas, you know, instead of 22 uh Toyota Toyotas, Camry. Was, <laughs> yeah. 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 And like so like you and the other thing is so you know when like the crown princes and princes are at places because there was this seafood restaurant that was opening up on the bottom of her building, or like at the bottom of the building, like directly adjacent. Yeah, and all of a sudden you see eight black SUVs drive tinted out black SUVs pull up. It's just this guy coming to try this new restaurant, but he's one of the brothers of a prince of a brother of something else, and just it's you know it was like a I forget exactly what they were called like a hot pot restaurant, so seafood pot. Yeah, and it was this new thing there, and they just wanted to try it out. SUVs roll up, the people come in. He sits there, he eats, he leaves everybody carries on with their business but they and but is he is like is paparazzi following him and stuff like that no or, no 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 okay no. it's just it's just like it's pre- just, presidential kind of like yeah yeah it's right like eight it's suburbans expected. yeah yeah it's what you expect if like biden was showing up but it's just a brother of a brother of a cousin yeah. of a brother i mean it's not the main yeah. guy it's but they're all man they got some money that's for sure yeah they got but, plenty of money dude but that's i mean dude that's awesome what an experience and how long did you yeah. stay there so i was there from about middle of january to end of march so what 
You were yeah. there for no, six weeks? Yeah, six weeks, yeah. Wow. It's cool. So you legit were like, you you got some time in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I was, yeah. so like during the week, I would just hang out. I, I took some golf lessons. I would just <laughs> walk around and just, you know, and I was there at the perfect time because it's obviously the desert. It's the Middle yeah. East. Yeah, yeah. But from, you know, January to March to begin to April, it's like 80. Yeah. 85 every day. Oh, Whereas nice. April, May, it's 100. And, and then, of course, it's 115 in the summer. Yeah. Oh, Unbe- F that. that. Yeah, it's like Unbearable. Florida on nice, steroids. Like <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. Like, but what is the deal? No way. So, like, people, like, my fiance tells me, like, because I wasn't there, but, like, like, people just don't go outside. You go into your car in the garage. You park at work in a garage. And then you don't have to go outside. And then when you want to go to the store, you park in the, the store's garage that's air conditioned. It's that so, hot that it's just like, yeah. it's crazy that there's like the adverse of that too, where like if you go to Minnesota and it's Minnesota in the den of winter, everything is like connected with like tunnels and stuff like that. Right. Like yeah. it's the same thing where they have like all these like walkways that are connected with tubes where, if you go outside, there's like a, you know, a frostbite warning. Right. But the same thing is going on in Abu Dhabi, but yeah. it's the adverse of like, Hey, it's a heat stroke warning. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's Absolutely. unreal to, to be in that like type of heat like that. The, what, as soon as people say that stuff, the first thing I think of is like, how did people like a thousand years ago survive that? Right. Like that's unbelievable to me. Right. You know, like <laughs> unreal. Unreal. Because I mean, I've been in Vegas where it's been hot, and it like that's how I feel it compares to where it's like 110, and it's just Oof. scorching. Oh, that's tough stuff. Tough stuff. But nice. Okay, so you're in. So you did Abu Dhabi, and then where else yep. did you go? So before that, so immediately after I got laid off, we, we met up. I met up with her and her family during the Christmas time in Malaga. Spain, which is down by uh, wow. Gibraltar. Okay, rocking it. Uh, yeah, so um, we spent a week there, and we went. I climbed Gibraltar. I got her, her dad got attacked by a Gibraltar monkey. Whoa! They're famous. They're famous for that. I don't know if you know about that, but the Mount Mount Gibraltar has these monkeys that will just through history of people giving them food, they'll yeah. they'll come up and they'll take it. So like they tell you to not have bags showing so like you're supposed to put your bag under your coat because they know what means what like if you got a backpack you probably got food in there oh, so wow. when you open that backpack they're jumping on you i saw all sorts of people that they just come up and they're on you I, the, the guy the one jumped on the guy's wife woman girlfriend whatever it was he just starts hitting the thing with a, with his backpack and it just you just do it and you move on and what? it's just how big are these that's things? what happens I don't know, two or three feet they're not like there's bigger okay. ones but like it's like the little ones that really come out right. like the bigger ones know better at that point well okay so it's like the ones from like Fre- like the one from friends right like that size yeah i don't, I don't know friends oh like a like um yeah like a little shoulder like, monkey you can sit on yeah, the yeah, shoulder yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not big yeah. it's not an ape it's right. a little okay. like, a, like a pet monkey yeah right 
So yeah, but like there's some bigger ones and older ones that you know that know that you don't need to go attack people for food because they just throw a bunch of food out. You know the the little restaurants on there just dump old vegetables out there. So yeah, yeah, they know where the good stash is. Nice. So okay, so let's keep it moving. Then. So all right, so you did Gibraltar. You rocked it. You rocked it hard. Yeah. Where else did you go after Gibraltar? So then, you know, I was in Abu Dhabi. So we, and while in Abu Dhabi, obviously we went to Dubai, which is about an hour and a half car ride away from uh, Abu Dhabi. Uh, okay. We flew out to Oman for a weekend, which and is on the other, on the Gulf in the Middle East as well. A little, another little. And is that like a nice like vacation spot or what's going on there? Yeah. So like we, it was just, it was a two hour flight. We could, we can get in with our uh our visas or her work visa and my uh whatever it's called visa visitor visa let us fly into the country so it was because we, we can't just go anywhere yeah over there so we were able to just pretty much randomly fly out there on a weekend and go and just stay in a place called muscat we went to a golf tournament we drank i mean it was the same sort of thing where you can go to all the bars there are connected to hotels all right. You're uh-huh. not just standing alone. It's not like you just pull up to, you know, any uh, dive bar and just it's there. No, it's a bar that's attached to the Hilton. Yeah. 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 The okay. Hilton, so that's yeah, where the they're on. Yeah. But so that like the, you know, the, the hotel will have eight different bars there too. Yeah. So like one's a sports bar, one's a nightclub, one's a wine bar. One's oh, a, I see. Okay. So like, yeah, yeah. So that's, but those are the only places that can serve alcohol. So there's right. still, and, and then there's restaurants. So like, you know, I think on Valentine's Day, we went to the Ritz-Carlton to have dinner. And it's Damn. just, the mo- there's just 10 super restaurants in back sitting next to each other because that's where you can go have a nice dinner and have a drink. Yeah. But. What? So, okay. So it's kind of like almost like a casino in a way where like casinos have a ton of like different restaurants and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So you're going and there. It's all contained with itself. Okay. So it's like one big, one big spot with like high end kind of bars and restaurants and nice things. Right. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So you go there, right? And you had some fun. Where else did you go? So then, you know, I came home, hung out for a while. Then I we so she was living over there, and then we went. Um, we met up in Istanbul for a week. Okay, a, a little over a week because a, fr- a friend of hers was getting married there. We stayed in Bishkekis. I'm probably butchering that, but I loved Istanbul. Yeah, um, it's good stuff. Istanbul was a great town. It was, it wasn't expensive. We stayed in Airbnb and above yeah. a restaurant, above not a restaurant, like a coffee shop bar. Yeah. So you know, just thirty dollars a night. We're in the middle uh, of town. I can go have a bunch of beers, food. You know, yeah. Do it. Istanbul's the, different. It's not the same rules the food- when it comes to drinking. The food's off the charts, huh? Yeah, man. And you getting, you getting some some gyros? Absolutely, nothing like it. O'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, baby. Dude, tell you, man, telling you, yeah. Albania is the same way, where it's very affordable and the tourism is great. Yeah, dude, I'm with you. And it's like, so what were the deals with drinking in Turkey though? In Istanbul? No, that's that was like Istanbul was like Philadelphia. You there was just shops restaurants um bars industry you know anything else there going on people just live in life but there was you know you'd have a little restaurant it wasn't connected to anything you could go like i could go to a just a restaurant on a street corner 
And, you know, the one yeah. night we were sitting there drinking till three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, pretty much there was somebody who we were giving money to and who was giving us shots of tequila and Guinnesses till four o'clock in the morning. It yeah. worked out for everybody. Yeah. We were sitting there drinking, smoking, talking, and somebody having, was taking our money. Yeah. Having a good old hoot. Having yeah. a good old yeah, hoot. Absolutely. Nice. Okay. So then uh, after, after Istanbul, formerly Constantinople, uh, where Formal. did you, yeah. Where did you go after that? Um, so we went to, then we did like a Germany and Amsterdam, uh, trip where we started in Amsterdam, took the train down into Germany through, uh, God, what's the first Hanover. We stayed a night. So Amsterdam for three or four days, the Hanover to Munich. How, so what, like, how beautiful was that ride? Like the countryside had to be just yeah, breathtaking, just, right? It, yeah, yeah. There's some spots where it's, you know, you're Not going so through a farm area and stuff like that. But yeah, you, you absolutely going through the mountains with the woods yeah. and the, you know, all of that. So, so you did, wait, so you did Amsterdam first and you went from Amsterdam into Germany. Yes. Okay. And how was that? How was Amsterdam? Amsterdam was fun. So, like, there was we were there during their pride parade. Got that it. was a whole Love other it. level of uh, glad your of, support of going on. So that just that was a happy coincidence. We did not. I don't think we planned on that or knowing that was going to happen. Sure. And sure. Uh, so you see, see uh, you and your you fiance know, Stephen really didn't plan on that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> happy, like I said, happy coincidence. Yeah. Um, but. No, I had a lot of fun in Amsterdam. You know, the red light district is something to see. Nice. It's just, you, it's just something to see a bunch of disinterested, disinterested half-naked women on their cell phone, <laughs> say dancing. Just being like, <laughs> yeah, call me, baby. Okay, what do you want? Yeah, okay. Just, yeah. I love you, baby. You yeah, love so, you, American. Yeah. yeah. They're just looking for the, it doesn't matter. They, at this point, the, everybody knows the deal. They're, everyone's looking for a specific woman. When they see them, they're going to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, look, your ass not that big. Where's the Latina lady? Okay, three doors down. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. Okay, nice. So then you left Amsterdam, you go to Germany, and then did you just visit one city? Did you go, where'd you go? Frankfurt? Or like, I know you said uh, so Hanover, but like Hanover. So just because of the train to break up the train rides. Yeah. Because it was uh, um, three, four or five hours, maybe six from Amsterdam. Yeah. But, so we stayed in Hanover. I mean, Hanover was a nice, very, you know, attractive, nice looking place. But we were there on a Tuesday in the middle of August. So there wasn't anything going on. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Like, I mean, part of the thing is we like, but it's not really like, and we were only there at night. So we didn't really get to see find like cultural stuff plus you've just been traveling for, and like that's right. a lot that's a lot yeah, travel yeah. travel days are tough you, People you don't just came from that. yeah you just came from amsterdam in the pride parade right. now you're in hanover germany like well this yeah. is a nice town yeah where's the pretzel <laughs> yes. factory huh what's yeah. going on here <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i need some heart i need some sourdough pretzels yeah yeah but where's yeah. your beer garden yeah nice so <laughs> okay so then like you kind of just passed through there where was next after that so then we, so then it was pretty much that was the, it was Amsterdam, Hanover, and then Munich. So we spent the next three or four days, I forget exactly not maybe five in Munich, nice. which awesome. I mean, we we that's the, the thing I like. I'm not big on the hostels. I know that that's a lot of what your people do who travel in Europe. So 
Airbnb is a nice alternative Agreed. to uh, Agreed. in between cleaner, the hotel yeah. and the, uh, Safer, yeah, cleaner. And yeah. 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 I'm so, with you. Nice. And if, dude, if you can do it, like, if you're going to do that and like, you're, you're going to spend some money, spend a little extra so you can enjoy yourself and be comfortable. That is what the fuck's the right. point. Right. I'm with you. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. I'll so, tell you, my company that I work for is based in Munich. So I one day do want to make it out there. How was Munich as a city? Uh, Munich was a lot of fun. You know, it it's very, you get a lot, like, I'm a, I like the night doing out like especially when we're traveling these places going out and staying out late so like you know bunch of night, bunch of clubs you go there you, the, the beer gardens I had way too many pretzels giant pretzels <laughs> hey but, you know, hey what else what else are you gonna do when you're drinking right. giant mugs of beer you're gonna eat and giant cheese pretzels? soup with your pretzels yeah. and cheese oh, soup God, oh. yeah and some leader hosens going to town yeah. right some Wiener stencil. Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. yeah. oh Dude, yeah. But you're having fun. You're enjoying it. Dude. So yeah. you really were just taking down some fucking cold ones everywhere you went, huh? Yeah, man. So like, and then Dude, that's awesome. You know, throw in just the random stuff you do when you're not working. And, you know, I was collecting unemployment. Nice. And then you know, just, yeah, I've worked for that company for nine, 10 years. And I was like, I, I planned on this for a while. I knew it was coming. I'm going to enjoy it. So basically I took off the ball of 2019 nice dude what a fucking way to go babe you know and you got it right before the shutdown happened huh yeah you got to see everything yeah yeah Uh, Yeah. could you uh, imagine if you planned that in 2019 or was going in 20 you would have been a sandwich or i had yeah we had a trip planned for martin april of 2020 we're going to morocco for 11 days two weeks and, uh, oh, Moroccan yeah. Airlines, if you're listening, you still owe me $1,100. Yeah, you motherfucker. Fan of the show, listener so, of the show, Moroccan Airlines. So Boycott nice. Moroccan Airlines. Yeah, yeah. Let's start it here. So yeah. nice, man. Awesome. So then, okay. So then after you get done traveling, you would then go back to Big Pharma, right? Yeah. And, and you so would I get had, back I, into the, the role you were in, the quality assurance? Yeah. So... Then I had a brief interlude at a box company. It didn't work out, but they never do. That was yeah. never do. Boxes can't yeah. trust them. No, um, <laughs> no. So then, uh, about September or October, or maybe end of July of 2020, I, you know, during height of the pandemic, I, I found out my fiance was coming back. So I started making you know, adjustments to move to, uh, Northern Virginia. Okay. So I was in the, I was in the, uh, Hatboro Horsham area, Willow Grove, actually. Sure. At shout the time out. of the day when she was, shout out Willow Grove, great mall. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, great mall. Bloomingdale's. Come on. <laughs> and where Bloomingdale's and a cheesecake factory. Fucking forget about it. Oh, <laughs> so sorry. So yeah, you're 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 doing your so your girl's coming back from being yeah. not allowed in the country right yeah. and then she lives in old virginia right yeah northern yeah. virginia and suburbs of dc the so. army of northern virginia yeah sorry keep going so sorry. you're sorry. The, you're you're about to go to northern virginia so you're trying to set up like hey let's co- progress this relationship that we're both invested in and you were going to move in, like working to move in with her. And so you're, were, you were looking for jobs in the Northern Virginia area. Is that what was going on? Yeah, basically. So once I, once it was confirmed and I just started, there's not much, like that's the thing that in where, where 
you know, Philly area, there is tons of pharma. There's not yeah. down here. Yeah. Um, and, and the DC, Northern Virginia area, there's just not a lot of that industry. Yeah. So I just kept applying at the one company that was here and eventually they read my application, I guess. So the rest of now I'm working at yeah, old, that was, uh, October of 2020. So I've been there for about a year and a year and a month or two. Nice, yeah. man. Dude, that's awesome, man. Good for you. Dude, and you're a yeah. dude. I'll tell you, man, I've known you for a few years. Happy to see the turnaround you had. Happy to see you're happy with your girl. And, like, you oh, know, you've you. had all these things, man. Proud of you, buddy. You've taken some great yeah, steps you. and, and you. Come, a, come yeah. a long way. Come a long, yeah. long way, pal. You know? Haven't we all? Haven't we all? Haven't we all? Nice. So This is a traveled man. Dude, he's a well-cultured man. I'll tell you that, yeah, bub. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> nice. So... Right now, then, you're living in Northern Virginia, you and your girl, you're getting ready to, to fucking sign the contract and tie the knot and do the damn thing, yeah. and you're working, doing quality assurance, doing a job you like doing, living a life you like living. Like, that's good for you, man. That's how, you know, yeah. happy for you, man. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, of course, man. Of course. So, we're coming, we're coming to the top of time, right? And I'll tell you, I was super excited to have you on the show and glad we could finally get you on. But yeah. before before we get out of here, is there anything you would like okay. to say to your adoring fan base before we take off, Dave? <laughs> yeah, everybody listen, like, and follow the show. Fucking thank you. <laughs> thank yeah, you. A- Finally, someone says it. We're over 100 fucking episodes, and only, this is the first person to tell other people to like, subscribe the show. Fucking thanks. Thanks, guys. It's nice. a selfless guy. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Do, do it. it. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. Bang, nice. bang. Yeah. <laughs> So nice, awesome, thank you, uh, Jalen. Let me ask you. I know we're usually in agreement with this, but I believe Dave, we would both love to have you back on if you'd be willing to come back on. Absolutely, yeah, nice. come back and we'll talk all about conspiracy theories the whole time. I, dude, Absolutely, yeah. I would love to do. A I got a bunch more though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd love to get into that. So nice, uh, Jalen. Dove, before we get out of here, anything you want to say to the end of faithful before we take off? Paul McCartney uh, died, and it's a fake Paul McCartney. They're trying, to, they're trying to, they're trying to pass a fake Paul McCartney. Uh. What about Ringo? Nah, Ringo's real. Uh, R- R- Ringo's real. Ringo's real. Ringo's real. Ringo's nice. real in all our hearts. Nice. So I'll tell you what. This has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast. I had a great time. You can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can have us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on the Twitter and the Sticky Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. And please do like Dave says and get my wife off my ass and like and subscribe to the show. So, you know, I just don't have to hear it. Uh, thanks for listening. Stick around for the advent. Thanks. See ya. Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.sk. 
K-O-T-B-E-L-L.com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, E is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry.com. That's Scott and Bell Publishing, where the authors go.